What is up, everybody? It's your boy, E-Man, from the Average Old Sports Talk Podcast. I don't like a bad habit with my man. What's up, What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Good, brother. Good, good, man. Hey, crazy-ass Sunday. But before we dive into that, man, you know, I've been meaning since you and I got together, right? You started jumping off with that one, Tommy, and, you know, we've just been doing this week after week for most times since the football season started. I've been meaning to give this thing a a name, right? I always call it the weekly stream, you know, the weekly stream – uh, you know, for the average of sports right. talk podcast, but I needed something original, man, just like I did for cigars and sports. And I thought about this, bro, because when we come up here, even though it might be unscripted, we always bring the heat, man. So this is the official first episode of the unscripted sports cast. Okay. Know, you know what I'm saying? Hey, week after week, we got to give our, our, our best takes, right? You know, the football That's season fair. is dying down. We got to switch to other sports. We're probably going to bring some guests on, you know what I mean? Trying to do this. I'm, yeah. I'm going to start, Yo, hitting that, and I don't know if nobody's going to understand what this word means, the Rolodex, and start looking to see if we can get some athletes in here, man, to like <laughs> do some interviews and stuff, right? Oh, yes, but, sir, uh, man. But, yeah, man, the unscripted sportscast with your boy E-Man and Cricket, man. This is the first official bank off, and, of course, what better way to start it off than we had some uh, we had some games yesterday, man. What a way to end the divisional round and the playoffs before we kick yeah, it man. into the Super Bowl. I mean, what the hell, man? Uh, let's start with the Ravens and uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs. And and before yesterday, I was in wake of rake. I think I was telling this off air before my internet took a shit and I had to, like, did not finish. But one of the things I said is, like, you know, everybody was like, hey, you know, Ravens, I'll take the spread. And I'm like, I think the Ravens should win. But there's one thing about this Kansas City team that has, has been giving me vibes since they hit the playoffs, not this year, is and, and it kind of, like, even – reassure that vibe and that feeling after they beat the Ravens yesterday that they gave me this New England Tom Brady Belichick vibe you know when they've made playoffs before when they were not dominant and they were you know because the division was so bad that they were winning with 11 wins right and right. they would not be like the favorite in the division around they will be like the guy that game yes there was such a New England and Tom Brady game because mm-hmm. under men right under talent except for the quarterback of course they pulled a game out of their ass that was a, a perfect script. Andy Reid had the right game plan. Patrick Mahomes did what Brady used to do, getting your head by taking the first shot, knocking you in the mouth with a touchdown in the first drive, and then that defense just took over and completely had Lamar Jackson bottle the F up. Uh, yeah, it was man. such a weird vibe that it brought me back to uh, those New England years that when they were not dominant, but they would still make the Super Bowl. Spags is uh, living up to his name as one of the yes. best in the business as a defensive coordinator. He really always brings the heat. He always has a game plan ready to go for those guys right there and always puts them in a position to win the football game. And that's what he did yesterday, man. I think it was more about, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was more about the, the Ravens not showing up for that guy. We, we knew Kansas City was going to show up for this thing. Mm-hmm. We, we knew that. We knew that they, they're the champs till they ain't, man. We knew they were going to show up to play in this thing. And I think it's more about, the lack of urgency I saw out of the Ravens early on really got themselves in a hole right there. Mm-hmm. Couldn't capitalize in key spots and really, really made some blunders they haven't made all year long, man. You know, turning the ball over three times right there. You had a sack strip fumble. 
uh, by Lamar. Then you had the fumble by Zay Flowers for the mm-hmm. touchdown, which was obviously the I mean the play of the game, the difference yep. in the game right there. But then you have the pick by Lamar at yep. the end there with triple coverage, which I don't know what he was looking at. There was three wide jerseys around that. Oh my god! Jersey, man. And, so. and Kansas City knew that he was going to throw there, and they said everybody go cover. Uh, what was that Aguilar Jr. Nelson Aguilar? He was targeting no. in the end zone. I'm not even sure. But no, no, said, it was like likely on that one, I believe. Oh, likely, it was likely. It was like, yo, go after, go after likely. It was like all three. It's like they knew he was going to go there from like the time he he, he picked up the snap. Well, it you know, just, they looked similar to that play they ran. It was a little farther out, mm-hmm. but it looked similar to that play they ran twice last week against the Texans. One where Lamar tried to fire it in there, and it probably should it should have been picked off. It almost was mm-hmm. right there. And then later, you know, you saw likely tell him. Throw it up, man. Throw it up. And he wound up going up making a play later in that game. But it looked very similar to that play. And Spags, you know, you can't really go back to that well two weeks in a row right there. Mm-hmm. Spags is going to be looking for that, man. Mm-hmm. And so it, it just really felt like the Ravens got out coached. It felt like they got out mm-hmm. played, like they got out physical. That's rare. You don't you don't hear that from a Baltimore Ravens team. That's been their MO for as long as I've been alive. As long as that franchise has been around, that's been their MO. They will not get out toughed. And I felt like yesterday they got out toughed in a lot of spots. You saw some young guys, and Zay Flowers in particular, make mm-hmm. some big-time key mistakes down the stretch there and kind of let one mistake compound into another one. I can live with the taunting penalty, the chippy game. I think the yeah. rest, I mean, he, he went a little too far. But I did think they threw a few flags. They were too quick to throw a few flags yesterday. It's one of the – this crew throws the most flags of uh, – it was one of the crews that threw the most flags all year long. They, they were right there in that top three or four crews with the most flags thrown. You knew there was going to be a chippy game. And I felt like they could have let some stuff go. But that one was Zay Flowers. That's inexcusable, man. You went too far with it. And when you'd already seen him throw some bullshit penalties early on, so you knew that yeah. was you got you to let that go and realize the moment's bigger than you right there. And he will. He'll learn from this. But then, and also fumbling in the end zone right there, you've got to know mm-hmm. you're down two scores. You've got to know you've got to protect the football inside that red zone right there. you got to be able to punch that thing in, give yourself a chance to win, because that's the difference in the game right there. I mean, after that, you saw the wind sucked out of that stadium. Yep. You saw it yep. sucked to that sideline, and that game was over. Even though you want to sit and say they had a chance, they didn't really have a chance after that. It was pretty much <laughs> over. And then he goes over and compounds that by smacking his hand on the bench, cutting his hand and all that. You can't be doing stuff like that. I mean, you're a professional now. Your hands are your tools, and that's how you make your money and provide for your family. You've got to be smarter than that. He'll learn from this. He's a player. He'll come back from this. But this has got to be a teaching moment, and he's really got to be coachable right here and not let it you know, spiral out of control. Nobody remembers that Zay Flower had a hell of a game. Five receptions, 115 that, yards, man. and a touchdown. Nobody, nobody, nobody even knows that this kid had that – he had the best receiving numbers out of both teams. You know what I mean? Even yeah, though, yeah. you know, uh, Kelsey had like 11 receptions, whatever the case may be. But overall, if that fumble did not happen, that's two touchdowns, you know. I mean, He's the MVP he of the game. Absolutely, absolutely. One thing I want to bring up to you. I don't get this, right? Because their identity for the Ravens have been running the football. And that is not just Lamar Jackson, but why, how in the hell, and I don't know if it was so much of the scheming of the defense by Spags, but you only had six carries combined with your two running backs, and both of your running backs combined had almost 20 touchdowns in the regular season. Gus Edwards almost rushed for a 1,000 yards. I mean, they, I don't, I don't get it. Three, three attempts for for Gus and twenty yards. It was like they, they knew that Lamar was going to throw the football. That's why they just, you know, completely own Lamar. I don't, I don't, I don't get this. I don't know if this is a, I don't know. Were they was 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 the coach saying Lamar? Hey, show him you can throw the fucking football. Let's go. I don't know. They went away from the game plan. I don't. I don't That's think the- it was so much that they they looked early on in the game. They looked like they wanted to try to run the football, but this is why. 
Chris Jones got paid all that money. Mm-hmm. That guy was playing on a different level yesterday. He was playing, looked like a little banged up, but he was balls to the wall every play he was out there. And that guy's a difference maker when he plays like that. He doesn't have to play like that every game the regular season. He's not going to. You can't. You can't sustain mm-hmm. that. But when it's time to show up in the big-time games, he always does. And he did again yesterday right there. And I think that had a lot to do with them having to abandon the run game early on. Then they got in the hole. And they had to kind of throw the ball to play catch up the rest of the way, but they just couldn't get anything going inside right there. And I think Chris Jones was a big difference maker being able to blow that thing up there. And it just kind of took them out of their game plan because they are much better when they're able to run the football efficiently. And they weren't able to do that at all yesterday. No, I mean, it's not just Lamar. Lamar's Lamar's rushing yards are just, you know, gravy, right? I mean, you still got to try to pound the ball to kind of at least open something up. You know what I mean? Kind of, there was not a good balance. That's what I try to say, man. The balance was off. I think Harbaugh, I never seen Harbaugh get out coached by anyone. And, and yesterday it felt that way, man. And you mm-hmm. talk about how the it wasn't balanced, the attack wasn't balanced enough. I feel yeah. like they forced Lamar into some tough mm-hmm. situations there. We all know that that's not his strength. He can throw the football. Lamar had his, his yep. best career, his best year of his career this year, as far as yards go. He yep. threw for thirty seven hundred or something. Thirty eight yep. efficiency, efficiency level and then he was had great. Sixty seven point two percent completion percentage, also the highest completion percentage of his mm-hmm. career. But that's because they were able to have, be so effective running the football mm-hmm. and were able to kind of make it where he had a lot easier throws in those spots. Yesterday, he was forced into some tough throws in bad conditions, and it just kind of caught up to him right there. But I I think Lamar is still – he's the MVP of the league. Let's be real. He's going to be the MVP. He had a tough game yesterday in a tough spot against a great all-time defensive coordinator, against a great all-time team, great all-time head coach, all those things. You know, it's not not a bad loss right here in my opinion. Yeah, did you you drop the ball? You're going to be disappointed? Absolutely. But you didn't get beat by four touchdowns. They didn't, but – they played an inferior Kansas City team, right? If this would have been a Kansas City I mean, team, they, they very well yeah. may be the back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Everybody's going to say they're maybe. inferior. Maybe. And maybe. we watched them being banged up. Travis Kelsey wasn't on his toes. I mean, they were just shooting too yeah. many commercials back yeah. in that season. But right now, I mean, this team is still one. How many playoff games in a row they've scored on their first drive? Yeah. They've scored on their first drive in eight straight playoff games. That is Brother, incredible. They <laughs> have officially taken the, the baton from New England. Right. Mahomes is the yep. next up. He's the next Tom Brady. Four Super Bowls in his young six year career. I forget how many championship games. Uh, he has two wins. He's going back to his fourth. Andy Reid, which the big difference between him and Belichick is that Andy Reid was actually a good coach and won before Patrick Mahomes came into the league. Right. He just got the Super Bowls with Mahomes. Right. Because people forget about Andy Reid and yeah. Philadelphia and everything else. Right. So, right. Right. Uh, dude, it's like, when you look at these numbers again, look, Patrick, 30 for 39, 241, a touchdown. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 11 receptions. I mean, he, he got targeted hot. I don't even know how many times in that first half. They went to the well. I mean, look, he Rasheed Rice did not have a great game, but he had some big, tough, tough yards uh, to move the chains. Isaiah Pacheco with the touchdown. But see, this is what I mean about the balance. Even though Pacheco averaged 2.83 uh, yards per carry, which don't get me wrong, man, that defense in, in, in the, um, for the Ravens is as good as, as the defense for, for the Kansas City Chiefs. But yeah. he also he had 24 attempts, which that's what I mean about just keep hitting. Something's got a gift, right? Something's got to open up. It's going to either open up the passing game. And that's where I think the Ravens, again, the balance is so whacked out. I don't know if they got into their heads really quick. I don't know what the hell happened. Um, maybe they were so confident because if they beat a, a a nice upcoming team in the in the Texans, and they thought it was going to be this easy, but well, you can't. You got to knock out the champs, man. You got to come in strong. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, they just kind of got shell shocked early on. They got mm-hmm. hit in the mouth. 
two they, they this team hadn't given up a lot of touchdowns on the first drive of the game mm-hmm. all year long. Nope. And when you got a team that come down and you have a drive that was as good as the Chiefs opening drive, especially with the you know, we got the Ravens going three and out right there, mm-hmm. and then punting back and the Chiefs drive down like they just I mean, they, they ran right through you. That's all there yep. is to it. And uh, you know, that's gotta be kind of a little bit shell shocked there. They were able to get the answer. But it never felt like that offense got in any kind of rhythm. Every time they seemed to get in some rhythm, they would do something stupid to shoot themselves in the foot. You know, they get almost to midfield, you get the sack, strip, fumble. Uh, you know, you get the long play down the field to get you set up in score position, you get the 15-yard penalty. You're trying to make a stop right there before halftime and keep them from getting any more points on the board when they got the field goal. You have two separate 15-yard penalties that cost you first downs to extend that drive to allow mm-hmm. them to get three critical points in a close game. You can't do things like that. And yep. I feel like a lot of times, and this is rare, you don't have to say this a lot of times about nope. John Harbaugh coach teams, but the lack of discipline usually reflects your head coach, yep. in my opinion. Absolutely. And I think that, that goes into your preparation. It goes into your mindset, all of those things. And I think that, it, you know, John Harbaugh has been a little busy the last few weeks too, hanging out on the sidelines and after games and all this different stuff he's had going on. And it's kind of like maybe you weren't as focused as you needed to be in this spot. Maybe you were a little overconfident. And I think that was reflected down through the team right there, and it come back to bottom. Yep. I mean, the key stat of this game uh, was because pretty much when you look at uh, average yards per play, you know, Kansas City 4, Baltimore 6, rushing yards 89 to 81, even though it didn't seem like way with the lap, because that was mainly all Jamar, Lamar Jackson. had like 54 of those 81. Uh, passing yards. Actually, Baltimore had more passing yards because, you know, Lamar was, I don't know, he was slinging the hell out of it. Uh, yeah, it wasn't being efficient, right? Baltimore had more yards overall, 336 to 319. But here's the difference of the game where the coach, the coaching stepped up, right? Stepped up, right? Uh, Baltimore allowed four sacks. All right. That was huge. Third down efficiency. Kansas City was a 44%. Time of possession, 37 minutes to like 22. And of course, Baltimore, I think Kansas City got in their head because they had eight freaking penalties. Um, again, I you said I think Harbaugh came in here, like you said, maybe he wasn't in his head. I mean, he might have even joined. He was probably at the recruiting interview with uh, with his brother and uh, at the Chargers. You know, what I, mean? I don't know. It, it was it was really. He's it's it's not common for Harbaugh to be out coached this bad. You'll lose, but it was like even though the it was only a seventeen ten, but some of these mistakes that were made, a lot of it was execution. You know what I mean? And putting yeah. the right players in the right place. Yeah, it did seem that way, man. And earlier I said it wasn't a bad loss. I just meant for Lamar from his mm-hmm. standpoint. When you look back at the end of yeah. Lamar's career and you look back at playoff losses, if you lose to the GOAT in a in a one-touchdown game, but that, that score right there doesn't reflect how bad it should have been. No. The Chiefs beat them a lot worse than by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. It's just when they got that lead, they did what the Detroit Lions could not do. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Yep. But they were able to manage the game, control the tempo of the game, control the clock, and keep the Ravens on their heels and keep that pressure applied. And it's tougher to perform in those spots right there. And you play great defensive football and coverage, and you got guys coming up making plays right there. It just uh, felt like the Ravens never really had a chance in this thing. And it is a lot of it had to do with coaching and scheming and mm-hmm. just really, in my opinion, lack of effort in a lot of spots. And I think unfortunately for Lamar, uh, uh, for Lamar is uh, right now as it stands and until he doesn't change it, the lights – when they're too bright, he doesn't show up. Yeah. That bottom line. I mean, the record speaks for itself, two and four. Is this the first time he gets to the championship game? I think he does, right? This is this was the first uh, championship. First time he gets he to, because right. remember, he's got he's gotten the number one seed. I'm and, not mistaken. Yep, he's got they got in the bye week before and lost in the first game. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the last time this happened. The, lost to the Titans. Exactly. So again, so far at this stage, at two and four, 
this type of loss and, you know, the, the, that year that he won the MVP and they lost to the Titans, I, I think right now the narrative is, and until he doesn't break this narrative and prove us completely different, I think when the lights are too bright, Lamar has a problem stepping up. And I love Lamar. You know how much I highly I speak about him all year long, knowing him from down here. But this is one of those things that I thought he was going to get over. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there was a year, and I think that the future is very bright. They got a nice little uh, team there that just need to add more pieces. You know what I'm saying? In order yeah. to get them, then they'll be back in the AFC again. Uh, yeah. But this is a, one of those things, man. That's it's, it's tough to swallow. He had all the opportunity in the world, and um, not not his fault 100. percent You know, Zay had some fault in it. I mean, why? I don't know why you're diving into the end zone. He could have gone in without all that dive. Heads up, heads up to the play also uh, by by the the defensive player by Reed. By Reed. Reed I mean, yeah. he was like he, he read that guy in the air, and he would just went and swap it. He went straight for that ball. You got to give him credit. It's just a lot oh, of yeah. good. It's Great good execution, play. but that's why that's why you play that's why you play through the whistle, not to the whistle, man. Exactly. Absolutely um, right. But Lamar, I hate that that is the narrative mm-hmm. on him right now is that he can't win in the big game because we gotta remember that Lamar Jackson has won seven, over seventy percent of his starts since he yeah. came into the league. And this team falls off a cliff when he's not in the lineup right there. And it's very hard to win a Super Bowl. It's very hard to do. There's only one every year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great quarterbacks sitting in the Hall of Fame that never won a Super Bowl. And I, I think that Lamar is going to get this monkey off his back at some point. I think he's going to be able to do that at some point. But, you know, they got to remember the bad luck they've had, too, at the running back position. They can't yep. keep a healthy running back. Poor J.K. Dobbins, I feel so bad for that guy. But he hadn't been able to play more than about three weeks at a time since he came no. into the league. And, you know, they've had constant troubles there with injuries. They, had a, they were decimated by injuries last year. Finally got Lamar paid in the offseason. But they still had some bad luck from – a health standpoint right there. And they were still pretty incredible what they were able to do. They look like the most dominant team in football for at least 80% of the season. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, especially at the end of the season, they went ahead and they knocked every big matchup they had on their ass, consistently winning, convincingly winning. Uh, I mean, and San Francisco. They beat, they, they beat this 49ers team that's playing in the Super Bowl like a right. drum in their home stadium. Beat them like a drum. They did. They did, but unfortunately, the playoffs in the regular season, that's the difference between the playoffs and the regular hey, season. Yeah. Everybody prepares different for the playoffs than the regular season. So, I mean, like I said, good year for the Ravens. Shout out to them. Uh, but, you know, hey. You got to feel like you let it you, you got to You got to knock. You, gotta, you know how they say in uh, championship fights, right? Don't let the judges, right, make it, make you know, choose for you. Don't let the, don't let the scoring win yep. the, the belt for you. You got to knock out. You gotta, you got to knock out the champ, and yep. uh, that's what they needed to do, and they didn't. So they did. They did not. They did not. They dropped the ball there, and it's going to be a long, long seven or eight months until that thing kicks back off. But they got a lot of reflecting, do a little bit of soul searching for some of those young guys. But I think they'll be all right. They'll bounce back, and they'll be right there in the conversation again next year. Yeah, I don't want to call them a loser, but because we don't have a loser of the week anymore, we don't have that many games. Yeah, they are my loser of the week. <laughs> uh, I'm with it. Now another another big game this week, man. Wow, bro, that this game right here had all the action. By the way, I picked 
Uh, I picked the under and the plus no, plus number for plus uh, points for Kansas City. So I hit that. Ooh, you double yes. dipped that one. Too. I double dipped that one. I also double dipped the next one too, man. This is the first time I think all season long that I was able to do this and actually win both. Man, of them. you had a big week then. Yeah, man. I actually I also picked uh, the Detroit. I picked the Detroit plus seven and a half and the over. Ooh, so the other one by four. I'm like shit, man. Yeah, man. I was, the beginning was a little I- wild. I had a rough rough day yesterday, man. I was able to hedge out of it a little bit. I wound up taking the 49ers at halftime plus seven and a half, and I took them minus one and a half at plus 380. So I hedged out of it a little bit. I had the over in that one. Nice, But nice. besides that, not, not, not much else went my way yesterday. No, I went two for two, man. It has, it's been a while since I've actually played two bets and won two bets like that. You know what I mean? It's like, especially hey, man, That feels good. That's a good weekend, man. Yeah. Here we go. Let's go to the comments real quick. My boy Jim from Cigars and Sports. What up, Jim? Wasted MVP season. We're probably – uh, with probably their most complete team to date. That's it is a tr- true statement. It is one of the best teams they put around Lamar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's the best I team they, Lamar. They got to find another big time weapon outside. You know, they, they had Mark Andrews go down, but hell, they look good. With I likely, likely stepped up. He's a great yep. young player, and uh, but I do I would like to see them get another big time receiver, and I would like to see a full season out of J.K. Dobbins. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think J.K. Oh, I think J.K. is done in football. Yeah, I think we're going to see drafting a quarter, uh, wide receiver or signing one of these big-time wide receivers. I think they got to make a big splash because, you know, I think they have some uh, – OBJ, their contract was a year. They got to add something. They got to add something to the offensive side of the ball. Everything's bright with Zay Flower, regardless of what happened, because he is that dude. Oh, yeah. uh, but I think you get a guy like, you know – you know, He's some, the future number he, – he'll be the number one wide receiver yeah. in that. I think you get a good veteran. Offense. I mean, he, I don't know. He was, you know. He was the number one receiver in that offense yep. for – once he kind of found his way in yep. that thing early on, but uh, I, he's definitely going to be a player in the league, and I think he'll bounce back from this. He just got to learn from it. Mike Evans from the Bucks. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, that's a possibility. I don't think I don't yeah. think we're getting Mike back, man. I think no, I, I've said yeah. for a while. I thought we were going to trade Mike before the deadline, as good as he was playing, try to get a little something out of that. But I do not think Mike. I wish he would. I wish he'd be a Buck for life, but I don't yeah. think Mike will be wearing Buccaneer. Red Mike, next year. Mike wants a ring somewhere. Already, already, actually, no, he already has a ring. I keep forgetting. He yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he got got his rings, yeah. but I mean, I, yeah. I'd go get. I mean, somebody's going. Mike's going to get his money. Whoever he plays for yeah. next year is going to pay Mike. <laughs> Absolutely, Mike is one of those durable wide, uh, wide receivers in the in the league, bro. That's I think he could play up to fifteen years. You I mean, know what I mean? First 10, first ten years in the league to ten thousand thousand yard seasons for only guy to ever do that. That's incredible, that, man. That's incredible. That's durability, man. That's that hard. That's hard to do, man. That's really it hard is, to do. It is. It is not even Jerry. Not even the greatest uh, wide receiver of all time, and Jerry Rice did that. So, exactly. And talking about great wide receivers in this game, man. Um, Amundsen Brown had a really good game. Uh, the Lions had a great first half. Uh, I was like, I thought it was going to be an easier game for the 49ers. Um. Yeah, I, I knew the run was that good for Detroit. I didn't know it was that damn good to start the game. Talk about they couldn't do it. I mean, there was they owned San Francisco in the first half. I, I, I there was how many like third and long did the Lions have in that first half, and they handed the ball oh, over to the running so backs. Yeah, it was like so three and twelve at one point, three three and eight, and they would go ahead and run the football and get the first down. I saw him. I saw him get a three and eighteen, at, a third mm-hmm. and eighteen at one point. I mean, it was a. There was definitely some long third down conversions that you can't do yeah. that against the Kansas City team. No, you you cannot. I mean, it, it's, it's a, well. You talk about that run game, the way yeah. David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs were able to yep. gash that up right there. But you look at the week before when they played Green Bay, Aaron Jones had yep. 18 carries for 108 yards. 
you know, broke a 53-yard run. They've got yep. to figure out some way. I mean, it's great defense, but you've got to figure out a way yep. to stop giving up these big plays in the run game to set up short second and third downs because that's why these teams are able to sustain these drives and stay in games with you, and it's going to wind up biting you against a team like the Chiefs because they do have a great defense right there. I think second-ranked scoring defense in the league. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to be careful letting these this run game just be gashing you the way it is. They've got to figure something out, or Pacheco's going to have a day down there in Vegas. And Pacheco is is an angry and tough runner, right? You know what I mean, dude? If Aaron Jones is able to – I mean, see, it's a different attack, right? It's one guy that's going to take bulk of the, uh, the carries on, like, having what you have, you know, the switchblade with yep. with Gibbs and, and Montgomery kind of taking off. Even Williams had that end-around touchdown, right? You know, 42 oh, yeah. yards. Yeah, we forget about that. I mean, the, the two running backs had great yeah. days rushing the ball from a yards per carry perspective. Yep, perspective. But Sam Williams had one carry for 42 yards where he broke several tackles. It's not like this guy is a monster beast yeah. that should be running through tackles, breaking tackles, mm-hmm. getting yards – there's a lot of scrimmage right there. So, I mean, you got to shore these things up or they'll get you beat against a team as good as Kansas City's playing right now because mm-hmm. this is not the same Kansas City team you saw in the regular season. This team is no. at a high level right now, and those mistakes will get you beat against them. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one thing, and we definitely got to hit that. Eventually, we're close to the Super Bowl. It's, it's going to be a different matchup. It's, it's, a, it's a different matchup, you know, San Francisco. They yeah. can, like you said, they cannot allow this to happen uh, again. Um and we're going to talk about all the good things that the Lions did. They ran the football effectively. Goff was hitting some, you know, timely passes in that first half. Defense was playing great. I mean, look, McCaffrey had a – he had two touchdowns. But, dude, he had a rough 90-something yards rushing overall. I mean, he had oh, – yeah. every they were making him earn every freaking yard, <laughs> you know, every carry, every yard. It was it was nuts in that first half. They were half. hard yards. They were really they hard, were difficult hard yards. Yard. Yeah, he wound up with uh, 20 carries for 90 yards exactly, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Still averaged four and a half yards a carry. Wound yep. up breaking a 25-yarder at one point. Caught four balls for 42 yards. Yep. I mean, he was CMC. He did what he does right there. The, but guy, the guy's right, an animal. Were, he is an animal, bro. It's impressive. But he well, they were 90 hard yards from him. And uh, had that little little play at the end there where he kind of landed on top of his head. Yeah, know, dude. They took him like out, it. and they brought in Elijah Mitchell to run for the touchdown. I mean, it was yeah. – was... Yeah, he could have had three tutties right there. But, yep. yeah, I mean, I think he'll be fine. But, yeah, he was – you know, getting him rolling. Debo came back off that shoulder injury, looked good. Eight catches, 89 yards. Those were like some real tough catches, too, man. Some of them were like, they the were. The you know, it was yep. good, to, good to see him. Let's talk about Kyle Ushchek yep. a little bit, making hey, some big the, plays right bro. there, man. Toe, 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 toe tap, grab on toe the sideline. Uh, yeah, man. Good. I mean, he also had another one uh, in the first half to, when, before they scored their first touchdown, where they were down like 14 nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah, two, two catches, up the middle. 33 yards. Up yeah. the middle, man. He was uh, – and this is the guy, bro, that – he's the hardest soul of that team. Everybody says it, right? The blocker, oh, yeah. the fucking Harvard fullback. Grads. Yep. He does Brilliant everything. Guy. Yeah, I mean, you don't they don't just give away those degrees from Harvard, man. So, you, you know he's a pretty bright guy. So, yep. yeah, yep. a lot of guys stepping up, making plays in this thing. And San Francisco, you saw a lot of fighting, and they came out pissed yep. off in that third quarter. They, yeah. they really did. They, they really turned it on. I, I don't know what was said at halftime or what they had in the Gatorade bottles or what's mm-hmm. going on in there. But they came out in that thir- that second half, the third quarter, really kind of set the tone. Had to settle for the field goal early, but you knew it felt like a whole different game. And they were able to hold them to three and out there, yep. get the ball yep. back, go down and score. And then the Lions fumbled. When the Lions fumbled down mm-hmm. and they were only up 24 to 17, you just felt the wind get sucked out of their cells, much like the Ravens. And mm-hmm. then you wound up seeing San Francisco feed off that energy inside that stadium and really run with it. Baltimore couldn't do that. Baltimore couldn't take advantage of the home field and kind of get re-energized off that energy. San Francisco did. The fans got behind them, and you saw a much more motivated San Francisco mm-hmm. team in that second half. 
I mean, it all started with that first fourth down stop. And that was a 10-point swing. You know what I mean? Because then they scored. Absolutely. Got Absolutely. the ball back. You know, you, you missed. You didn't You didn't score three points. By scoring uh, 10 points, by scoring seven points in a touchdown, that was kind of like a 10-point swing because you lost three and, the, and, and then you gained seven on the other end. Um, and, and then, of yep. course, look, I, I, I like analytics, right? I, I, I love to look at them. But I like to some me, of it. I think some exactly. Of it. But this is what I think about analytics and going forward on fourth down. I always do that depending on who the hell I'm playing and what part of the game this is. Has to go into it. Right? So when you are up a certain amount of points, just take the points, man. <laughs> take the points. Keep building that lead. It's not like you're playing the Giants in the other end, right? You're playing yeah. You're playing the 49ers team who won the NFC, all right? They're not a slouch team. I know they look shaky in the playoffs, but they they, they could come back. I mean... You, you, got, you got to... And these analytics, man, I think analytics is a cool thing. But I do believe there are times you have to just go back to old-fashioned football absolutely, and, and the roots of the game. And you do take those points right there against a team that is capable of coming back because you keep that pressure. It's much different doing that in week seven or eight yep. than doing it in the NFC Championship game. Because when you add those points, you keep ticking those points on, even if it's three at a time. If you're doing that, you're keeping that pressure on them. You're applying so much more pressure to those yep. guys on the offensive side of the ball for San Francisco. You, you see a lot more mistakes. It's a lot harder to make the plays and the tip yep. balls. And you'll notice if you're, you know, tacking those points on the board, you tend to get the bounces and things too. It's funny how it works out, but you see a team wind up going for mm -hmm. a stupid coaching call and, and getting stuffed. How many times have we turned around to see some crazy play happen to benefit the other team right there and get them right back in the game? So in a game like this with a team, you know, it's got a lot of offensive firepower, mm -hmm. probably the best offense in the league for two thirds of the season this year when everybody was healthy. Yep, you you know they can come back and score points, so you got to take those and keep that pressure on right there. Especially the way your defense played in the first half and really set that tone, mm -hmm. you got to take advantage of that and get those points. And and I love Dan Campbell, but I do think the analytics sometimes are off, and you got to get back to old school football. And I expect something like that out of him, but he just got a little too aggressive yesterday. Big balls, Dan. His balls were bigger than his fucking brain. And some yeah, that's that's the thing. Is that's sometimes it. that can get you in trouble. <laughs> Love the guy. He's a player's coach. People kill for him because he's that guy. He's a meathead. You know, I keep saying this year over yeah. year. He's a fucking meathead, bro. People love him everywhere he's coached. Everybody. I remember when he was the tight ends coach down here in Miami, Phil because he fired. They get him the intern coach, right? And like, mm -hmm. you know, they they won like two games and they went like two and oh the first two games. And he's in there in the locker room. I'm going go to war for you. Got everybody loves playing for this guy. But this is the guy that doesn't have that next level Kyle Shanahan, you know, even though he hasn't won a Super Bowl, but he's a guy that develops other individuals. You know what I mean, bro? He doesn't have that Sean McVay. I'm, and I'm, I'm going to guys like kind of the same age bracket. Uh, dude, it, it's different, right? You know what I mean? It's a different demeanor. It's a different way of uh, calling and pre preparing yourself. And uh, he was ready for this game. It's just, yeah, he didn't, he didn't finish. He didn't he didn't follow through when, when he needed to. That's that's the problem, you know. And, and let's let's give credit where credit is due. Yeah. In year three under Dan Campbell, now you you going from three wins in year one to mm -hmm. one win away from the playoffs in year two, all the way to a seventeen point lead at halftime of the NFC Championship in year three. It's been a remarkable turnaround, especially at a place yep. like Detroit that's historically terrible. We mm -hmm. all know the reputation of the Detroit Lions and how bad they have been mm -hmm. for most everybody's lifetime. Not many people mm -hmm. were alive in nineteen fifty seven the last time they were good. Did you know? That game in 1957, the Western Conference Final or whatever, they were also yeah. playing San Francisco. And no. San Francisco, and San Francisco was up 24-7 to 7 at half in that game. And Detroit came back to win that game and went on to blow, blow the Browns out in the NFL Championship game. Damn. So it was like a mirror image of that game yesterday. So that was My a God. little payback about 70-plus years in the making right there, right at 70 years or whatever. So, yeah, it was a pretty cool 
deal there. But, you know, I don't want to throw too much shit at Dan Campbell. I did have a little issue with the way his press conference went after the game and the things yep. he said in that, man, because he looked like a defeated man in that spot. And, you know, I think that his message was to motivate his players to get, you know, he said, oh, you may not ever get back to this game. This may yes. be the only shot you have. And a lot of people took yep. that as him kind of, I think it was a little, you know, I think it was misread and it was taken the wrong way by a lot of people, maybe some of the players in the locker room, but a lot of people in the media and stuff took it the wrong way. I think what he was trying to do is motivate those guys to not get complacent off their success from this year and really work hard to get back to this spot next year. You know, you can't go kind of rest on your laurels there and know know you had a good season and not do the work in the off season, try to get back there because you haven't accomplished anything. You didn't get the Mm -hmm. ring. You didn't win the whole thing. So you still have something to fight for right there. And I think it was more intended to motivate his guys in the offseason to get better rather than it was to kind of take a shot at him, you know. Well, but he, I did think look, it, he did look like a defeated man. <laughs> it's from a leadership standpoint, bro. Uh, at that moment, you're the, you're the captain of the ship, right? Yeah. You got to make sure. I, poor choice of words. <laughs> poor choice of words. You cannot say it's going to take – it is going to be twice as hard, but you don't say that at that time, right? This is something right. you tackle on – when the season starts, you say, right? You, you know say what I'm saying? Summer OTAs, man. You, exactly. You, that in OTAs. <laughs> you know, this, you just go in there, make guys, we're, we're going to get back to this. We got a great future. We got a great team. Because they do. Laporta, Gibbs, these are all young effing rookie contracts. You know what I'm saying, dude? You got to have Goff on their contract again. You know, I mean, you still have a lot of pop. Aiden Hutchison, right? Going on year three. You got, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got, you got all the tools to make it back. I mean, Shit. And we gotta we gotta really sit back and think though how this man the roller coaster ride this man mm-hmm. took in about a three hour period right there. Yeah, you got the hype being you know, up for the game, and then you you come out and you I mean, I'm sorry, but I don't even know that he could have expected them to play that well and do the way do the no. the way they were doing in that first half. No, nope. and you kind of shell shocked there, and they did look a lot more passive in the second half. They looked like they were playing not to lose rather than playing to win the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, like like Herm says, man, you play to win the game. And it didn't feel like they were doing that in the second half. And then you got to come back in, and you've had a great season, a historical season in your franchise's history. You know, you've yep. done a lot of things you hadn't done in over three decades, and some you haven't done in over half a century. And so it's a great season, but you obviously you had this, like, aura of disappointment over it because of the way you lost yesterday. Yep. And it kind of sucks because it does take away from all the success and the big things they did this year, which are pretty remarkable, in my opinion, in year three under him with a lot mm-hmm. of young guys out there. So it's got to be a sour taste. But, I mean, that would be some rough waters to navigate if you're Dan Campbell. I think so. I mean, uh, he needs to uh, he needs to do something with these guys in the offseason to kind of get them uh, get them pumped up again. But talk, <laughs> they, talk they, about, they need a powwow for sure. <laughs> that's right. Talk about being pumped, man. You got – and look, I don't think Brock Purdy is the next coming of Tom Brady, but – this kid needs to get a little bit of respect here. Uh, everybody calls him a game manager. I don't think there's nothing wrong with being a game manager, especially when you're winning and game you're in a good freaking bowls, man. That's right, baby. And this guy yesterday made some freaking plays, right? You ask him, let's, let's take a look at the two different quarterbacks, right? You're asked to make plays to make him come back, right? Lamar couldn't. Brock Purdy did, whether it was yeah. with his arm. And he only two for one touchdown. And that pick, it's understandable. It was on his face. Tip ball, you know what I mean, dude? It's like, yeah. shit, they, they got to take me down. I'm, I, I got rid of the ball, and boom, it landed right there. Still, yeah. it's a pick, right? But the way he threw the football, some of the clutch throw he made to make him back, to you know, to put their team in there, running for first down. I mean, the guy rushed for 48 yards and picked up three clutch first down on third down plays. The man made plays. That's what you ask from your quarterback. Put your team in the position to be successful and played. And that's what he did. 20 for 31, 267, 
you know, one touchdown, it doesn't jump out the page. Five carries, 48 yards. But those, all those plays right there made it possible to get the ball to Debo, Brandon Ayuk in the end zone, all right, get the ball to uh, McCaffrey to run in the end zone. He made some really good plays, just like he did in the second half against the Packers, where he was horrible in the first half. Same thing here. Turned it up, got his instructions, and he was a big reason why this team is going to the Super Bowl this whole season. Yeah, so, th- this, this is what I expected to see out of Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. in the second half against the exactly. Chiefs. This is the kind of performance I expected mm-hmm. from him. Not that I didn't expect it from Brock Purdy, but I didn't know. You know, his legs were the difference in this game. Like I <laughs> exactly. Lamar's to be in the first game. They, they were the yep. difference. because There were several key situations. Mm-hmm. His rushing total was set at like anywhere from between five and a half yards to six and a half. It was like six and a half. half. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, I, I, know, pick, any, I picked that. And, and it was like, you know, nobody – but we haven't no. seen him do that all year. But he did. He, he when, when his back was against the wall, he was able yep. to made some of that pressure, get outside, make those plays. And mm-hmm. they, were, they were hard yards, some of them. Man. Yeah. Just running out there and sliding. I mean, no. sticking his nose in there, making plays for his team when it when they needed him most. He and never was, slid. He never slid. He, was, no. he went head first every single time. Yeah. And then his legs down the stretch in that game were the difference because it was able to sustain, sustain yep. some drives, extend those drives, and be able to get some points out of when they had to have it being down 17 at the half. You got to come out in the second half and know you got to pretty much score on every drive the rest of the way to win the game. You got to expect they'll score at least another one. So you got to know you got to score about every drive right there. And he was able to do that. He didn't turn the ball over and, you know, had the one pick that was weird. But beyond that, he did what Brock Purdy does, was able to navigate the ship through some tough waters. Mm -hmm. And he handled business, dude. I was impressed with what I saw to Brock Purdy in the second half. As, 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 I guess, not impressed or depressed that I was in the first half of his performance, the second half turned it around for me. Think about it. He everybody kept saying his knock is he doesn't do well when he has to come back from behind, and it's true because if you look at the losses, right, he has to come back from behind, and this is yeah. probably the most has been behind all year long in a situation to win. You know what I mean, dude? And he completely came back in that second half, made the right throws. I mean, he threw a couple of lasers there to Debo, man, and and even that throw to uh, Juicek with the uh, with the toe tap, right. Dude, he was yeah, gonna get sacked. That was, oh, that, was, he, that was a heck of a play, dude, just to get out of that hey, pocket right there. That that shit was almost shades of Eli Manning and David Tyree kind of crap. You know what I mean? But Eli was getting was getting he got I don't know how Eli got out of there and then just slayed it up there and Tyree caught with his helmet. This the opposite with this was like a thing. It was a, it was a pass that he just put it right there for Usyk to to catch it up. He, he almost got sacked. He got out of that sack. I'm like, holy shit. I mean, that's you're not wrong, sir. That that play it was looked dead to rights. He looked like he was sacked two yeah. or three different times, was able to escape yep. that pressure and make a play to his guy on the sidelines who made a hell of a play himself. But that was that was good football right there. That was, man. That was. Shout out to Kyle Shanahan. Uh, finally, he's on the right side of a comeback. You know what I mean? He's always uh, the Atlanta in the Super Bowl as the OC against Kansas City, which we're going to see the rematch a couple of years ago, right? He was. He yep, also had yep. that game. Uh, it was it like fourteen point game. I think it was like a seventeen point game lead, seventeen point lead again, something like that. It was. It was double digits. Yeah, and a half going into the second half. And um, a dude, uh, he actually uh, was on the uh, was on the receiving end uh, those two times. This time he was on the giving end. So, shout out to Kyle. I want look honestly. I want there's there's two reasons why I'm I'm one. I like the 49ers. Um, because it's one of those things that okay, Kansas City's back there again, right? That's how you know you gain ghost status when everybody's like saying fuck. Why is Kansas City back yeah. again? Nobody yeah, wants yeah. to see him again. Same thing you would say about Brady and New England. I want somebody else different to be at the Super Bowl. So yeah. they're in that level of GOAT status, right? What, what, Everybody, what, a, what, a, what a difference five years makes. You know? Yes. Like yes. Five, five years ago, we were all cheering for him. to. We wanted him to win everything. Yeah, we, we exactly. We were pulling for him so hard. 
Because you wanted to be Brady, you know, you wanted you didn't want Brady or Belichick in the damn Super Bowl again. That's you know, with for Patrick Mahomes. Now he he's he's that guy. You know, he is now the villain, right? If you want to call him a villain, right? He's he is the guy. He's the MJ, right? He's the LeBron James. And the reason why I want I want the 49ers to win because I, I like CMC. I think he deserves a fucking ring. I mean, this guy has played his heart out. I mean, what a great trade because he has been every and more. He he has been a return on investment for this trade for the 49ers like a hundred percent return investment because he's been that oh, he's been man. the heart and soul of that team right um yeah it's crazy um but also like I, you know kyle i think has has really paid his dues has battled you know what i mean has done it with jimmy garoppolo mm-hmm. Fuck. they they drafted trey lance right. <clears throat> another disaster and the guy yeah. that they pick last the same season get the one take him to the super bowl and right now he's proving debo is looking right by saying it Purdy did not get injured last year against the Eagles. We would have gone to the Super Bowl. You know, so so all these things that, you know, all these adversity that they've done that he's had to go through. This guy has developed three great, three, three coaches, three, three head coaches in the NFL. McDaniels, yeah. Salah, DeMar, D'Amico Ryan. I mean, he's a good freaking coach, man. He just is like Andy Reid, right? You know, he's the yeah. Andy Reid of this generation, right? Without the chip, but making it to the Super Bowl, but not being able to win it. So, yeah. You're not you're not wrong, man. He yeah. knows how to he know, he knows how to coach the game. Yeah, and always seems to be in big games. Mm-hmm. Hasn't always won those big games, but uh, he's got he's got a shot at another one. He got a shot at another one, and he does. Know, this, this is gonna be kind of a coin flip. I haven't decided which way I'm leaning on. Yeah, me neither. I'm not there yet. I mean, from a from a you know, like I said, like a uh, a a favorite kind, like you know, from a sentimental part of it. That's why I like San Francisco. I haven't broke this down yet. You know, we got plenty of time for that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plenty of time. We got two weeks of marathon. We got two weeks, like... too. It's bittersweet, too, man. We we know it it's, it's going to be a good football game. One, one we've wanted to see. I think so. Uh, but it's like, you know, then, then it's football, no football for six months, and that is depressing. <laughs> yep, I know, I know, man. Now I start diving into basketball. We'll talk a lot more basketball. It's that time. It's that time. I've been, I've been big into hockey, man. I've been yeah. big into hockey. I, I need to get into hockey. You need to help me out, man, because I, 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 I don't know. I don't know that you want to come to me for all that help yet. I'm yeah. still learning myself in hockey, uh, man. I don't, I I have, when I was a kid, we didn't have an ice rink around for 500 miles. I never even put on a pair of ice skates, man. So I don't I, know that I, you want to come to me for your hockey help. <laughs> I know how to ice skate, but I can't ice skate as good as a hockey player. You know what I mean? Because I, I used to ice skate a lot, but it was mainly because you went out to the rink for like chicks and shit. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I, I was thinking no, say no, I, was say, I, well, I never went to the ice skate rink for chicks, yeah. but we didn't have we didn't have one within 500 miles. So, yeah, yeah no, in New York, that, that was a date spot, bro. When you're like 14, oh, 15, I bet, you know, man, up there where you're you know, at, you yeah, had outdoors, you know, take the train with your girlfriend, you know, you know, you know that bullshit when you were a kid and, and you're ice skating, holding hands, all that kind of crap, dude. So, and it was mm-hmm. a cool thing to like get out, you know, your ice. We had indoor rinks and we had outdoor rinks. Right. It, was, it was cool. That's cool. Uh, that, a, that is cool, man. I just, yeah. I just, it was never around. I didn't ever grew up around that, so I never got to experience it really. Shit, man. But yeah, we, I do love that hockey. And what's crazy, I have an ice rink literally outside of my community in here. That's here crazy in, uh, to me. Y'all got them in like Florida. Miami, but I didn't yeah, have bro. one in Tennessee. I was like, come yeah, on. Yeah, nah, it's indoors, <laughs> but it's boom, it's right there, man. It's been there forever. Uh, and it's crazy. like, this is my community here. Go out of one of the gates and boom, there, there's the damn ice skating rink right there. They, That's yeah. crazy, man. And it has a bar right next to it where um, you overlook the ice skating rink where you see the kids playing hockey. So when they have like hockey games and stuff like that, like junior hockey and stuff like that, you're eating, you're drinking beer at a sports bar and you're like looking at the games going on, which is actually kind of cool. You know what I mean? So that is cool, man. That yeah, is so. pretty cool. I do like that. Oh, man. Well, listen, this week I did, you know, we were going bang on nothing but divisional. Um, again, I think it was, uh, I wasn't disappointed. Yes, uh, that was shock on some of the kids, how the games went down. 
Uh, not so much with San Francisco winning and the Kansas City Chiefs, but how both team won, right? It was it was a little different than what I was expecting. It, it went the about total opposite of the way I was expecting yeah. them. But, hey, Mama said there would be days like this. So it'll be all right, man. We got time to dig into this Super Bowl a little bit. Got a couple weeks until that game kicks off, and we're going to find some angles and some prop bets and all that different yep. stuff. Gatorade color is going to be blue. By the way, okay, yeah, yep. I, I got it right last year, man. I, I called purple last year, like eight to one. So it's gonna be blue this year, man. Blue, man. What's uh, have you checked the odds yet on the color yet? I, I, I've not, not, not checked it yet. I just think when I picked purple last year, I didn't even check it. I literally was sitting there and I was like, mm, purple, and typed purple. it out on my picks, and it wound up hitting it. It was like eight to one. <laughs> nice, nice. Hey, man, that's so, you know, imagine ending the Super Bowl like that is great because if you had a rough hey, date, eight to one, eight to one can make you whole, bro. You know what I mean. <laughs> especially when you forget all about it and you just log back in the account and the money's there and you're like, Oh, like, shit, oh. I bet the Gatorade color in it. Oh hit. shit. That, that, oh man, that, that got me down. It wasn't as bad. It wasn't as bad, man. So yeah, yeah, well, it did. It got, got saved me a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After go cricket, tell them, I know you got a, you got a nice special going on with sports local. Go ahead and tell the, tell the viewers, man, uh, number one, where they can find you and what's going on. What's what's up lately with uh sports Oh, okay, yeah, man. Until, until the end of the month, couple, we got a couple more days on it. But we got a little promo going over at sportspicks.locals.com. You use the promo code Game On and get 40% off of your annual subscription. Over a $200 value, we got the great Robert Barnes making the official picks. That man knows his stuff. So come over there, check us out, sportspicks.locals.com. Use that promo code Game On to get 40% off of your annual subscription. Come check us out, man. Great community. We'd love to have you over there to join us. You can also follow me on Twitter at Cricket1414. We do the Sports Morning Espresso Shot every morning over on Rumble and Game On channel at 7.30 a.m. Eastern, 4.30 a.m. Pacific. Speaking of, shout out to my guy, Will, my co-host on the Sports Morning Espresso Shot. Uh, him and his wife had their twin girls today. Whoa, so nice. They, they came in and said uh, the, the oldest or the first one was, I think, six pounds, six ounces, 18 and a half inches. And the uh, second one was five pounds, four ounces, 18 inches. So, Got healthy babies and a healthy mama, so shout out to him. He's gonna have oh, to miss awesome. the show a little bit this week. He's a busy man, but yeah, everything went well. We got healthy babies and a healthy mama, so shout out to them, man. But come check us out. Oh, congratulations to Will, man. I mean, he is—he's uh, definitely a true G, man. That guy puts in a lot of work, and now he with does. twins, man, I'm gonna see how he's gonna do this. But, uh, but I mean, hey, guys, check out that Espresso Shot uh, on Rumble, man. They have a great show. Uh, a lot of different people join. I mean, I know you had Chris this morning today over there from Patriot Sports. Um, yeah, I mean, and yeah, um, I, I, this, this week I, I got, Chris will be in there with me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's got to fly down to Dallas for work, mm-hmm. um, Wednesday through Friday. So I don't know if he'll be in there, but fear the beardo from over at I see him the- gamers and sports wars. He'll be in there with me Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So, you know, you're, I know you're a busy man right now too, but, uh, yeah. you're welcome in there anytime, but yeah, come check out sports morning espresso shot. You get a little bit of everything. We talk yep. all things sports. You get some different takes and we like to have a silly goose time. A lot of fun over there. So come check that out. Great, great show, guys. Definitely check it out. Hey, man, it's official. It's in the book. The Unscripted Sportcast with Jim. I mean, with Jim. Shit. Uh, with Elio and, and Cricket. Uh, Elio. I mean, E-Man and Cricket. Elio is my real name, guys, right? But I use E-Man because, you know. It's, and Cricket, baby. We're going to be here week after week. Uh, we might change the days, you know, Mondays and Wednesdays. It's the off season, you know, just uh, because, you know, we've uh, a little bit of conflict here and there, but uh, we'll definitely try to come every week. And, uh, hey, football might be over, but uh, we're ready for other sports. And uh, some big things coming. We're definitely trying to get some guests on board, and uh, we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to keep keep it entertaining, man. Every week after week, just like we did for the whole entire football NFL season. 
Absolutely, man. It sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. Going to have a lot of fun with this thing. We do have some more stuff coming up. We can talk about March Madness and got it, baseball yeah. will be starting. We'll get yep. close to these NBA and NHL playoffs. So yep. we got a lot still coming up just because football's in it. I mean, we got stuff we can't talk about. So, yeah, we'll come see you guys every week, man. Put put this yep. out there for you. So in this case, we will see you next week. This is your boy E-Man from the Average Oil Sports Talk Podcast. And as always, with my man. Take care, guys. Have a good evening. Peace out.